Hey, Kev, it's time to record a new Smodcast. Fuck off. I'm listening to one of the other great shows on the Smodcast Podcast Network. Scott? There's so many to choose from. You damn skip it. There's so many to choose from. I'm on five every week myself, man. Uh, Hollywood Babylon on Monday. Smodcast with you on Tuesday. Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old on Wednesday with Jay Muse. Fat Man on Batman every Thursday. And then I wrap up the week with edumacation with andy mccalfrish there's so many to choose from hell yeah son and those aren't the only podcasts those are just the ones i'm involved with what about the podcasts of smodco that don't feature me man like tell them steve dave last week on earth with ben glebe i sell comics with ming and mike there's so many to choose from hey man there's also film school fridays or netheads or get up on this team jack there's so many to choose from. The Breaks, man. Waking from the American Dream. Bagged and Boarded. Phoebe. Soundbite Nation. These are all the shows you could be listening to over at Smodcast.com, Scott. There's so many to choose from. And if audio's not enough for you, man, if you're just like, no, I want the thick dick of video as well, man, we can go to our YouTube channel, which is C-Smod, or you can watch Comic Book Men, our show on AMC, following The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead every Sunday. Night. There's so many to choose from. That's right, Scott. There are so many to choose from. So get choosing, kids. Go to smodcast.com. Start getting picky, man. Stick these sweet, sweet oral sounds into your ear pussies. There's so many to choose from. You said that already. There's so many to choose from. Twenty. What is it? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. We are almost lucky. Twenty nine. No one has ever said twenty nine was a lucky number. Not one person. Technically, I just did. So, <laughs> one person. <laughs> Somebody has to have twenty nine as a lucky number. Scott, when am I going to stop coughing? In a week, probably. It's been. I feel like it's been a year and a half that I've been coughing. Probably been a week. Okay. No, it's been like. When did I get? I got sent home from work uh, Thursday, a couple, two Thursdays ago. No, no, was it a week ago? All right, listen, <clears throat> I uh, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling 100, percent but I'm not feeling terrible. I'm I'm at like 85. It's a bad, it's a bad cold. I had it. Everybody got it. Everybody got it. I got it. And the thing that you got to watch out for is like twice. I got it pre Christmas and twice. There were is pre Christmas like pre cum? Yes, okay. it's the liquid that comes out before, <laughs> before Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you know, yeah, it makes it just Christmas. makes Christmas smoother. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a, a, it's a just more pleasurable film. Christmas. <laughs> as long as pre Christmas <laughs> yeah. happens, everyone's going to enjoy Christmas a little more. Um, oh, now I'm really only in you one. You spread ear. your pre Christmas all over the place. What's going on? I'm trying to figure out if it's the headphones or if it's the. Um, well, I have the same in mind. Mm, that's interesting. Might be our headphone adapter mm. thing. Anyway. I mean, if people have to, they can change the balance. Yeah. Well, I'll just make it mono. This will be a problem for no one but us. <clears throat> Why are we talking about it? I don't know. Because <laughs> let's get back to... Let's get back to pre-ejaculation. Pre-cum. Yes. <laughs> like pre-Christmas ejaculation. 
<clears throat> to make the holidays go down smoother. And they went down smoother. But you got it before Christmas. I got it before you, Christmas. You got, put, you got put down pretty hard. I went down for like a week. And then my wife got it. and she. But I didn't get what you you have what she had, which is the cough. Yeah, I she told you. She had the cough that was like two weeks. And she was really upset. She's uh, as upset as you are, but it yeah. went on longer. I hate to tell you that. No. I don't want to. I don't want to think about it. Maybe I could cut your throat in pre Christmas. <laughs> pre Christmas. <laughs> thanks. Oh, thanks, God. It's good. good. If you don't count the, it's, off it's, the rest of the it's, episode, it's red and green. It's red and green. It's red and green. <laughs> pre Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's been going around. Everybody. Everybody at work got it. Oh, pre Easter's coming. Oh, that is coming. Yeah. Easter is on four twenty this year. Is it? Yeah. So it's just like, well, Colorado's gonna, gonna fucking get. They're gonna have so much Easter. Oh, it's just <laughs> so stoked. The um, yes, I'm trying to get over this thing. Trying to work out while I have this thing is impossible because every ten minutes I have to go to the bathroom for a coughing dry heat fit. Yeah, but while I'm doing that, I sweat a lot. Sweat. So it if out. you're sweating, you're working out. I uh, I've missed. I think I only missed one workout, which is probably stupid, but I it was yeah it was you should tough. have missed more. You, now, you kept telling me to stay in bed. And I did not do anything because I because I make mistakes, and then I want you, you said to learn I had, from them. You said I had a sick. My dick was sick. That's what you said to me. Did I? <laughs> I was talking about going on a date, and you were like, "No, your dick's." Sick. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> God damn. So that's what's been going on. The, yeah. the whole holiday was a, a big It was flint. a bust. Yeah. It was a bust. Our whole household was down for the count. We, we didn't I didn't do anything. I didn't really get the The dogs were sick. The dogs were sick. Dogs were sick and tired they're of your bullshit. Covered in pre Christmas. <laughs> they're pre Christmas dogs. Um, um Yeah, it was it was a pretty I mean it was alright, but it was pretty uh it was a pretty uneventful holiday. And then we came out of it. Yep. And then and then we had uh, we had a January that's almost over. It is almost over. Oh, let's talk a little bit about yeah. So we watched Beverly Hills Cop three. That happened. I would say it went over fairly well. People seem to enjoy some of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, were, I, it didn't seem like people who didn't like it were a few people were reporting they didn't like it, but yeah. more people. Well, here I think reported the people that, that they did like the people it. that didn't like it. I think had uh, weren't able to watch it at the same time. I think anybody that watched it... I don't think watching it at the same time makes it any more enjoyable, personally. You're probably, it probably makes it less enjoyable, actually. Maybe. Because you're sitting... Maybe your imagination would be better than, like... Because it true. is super dull. I mean, I don't like... I, I, I said to you, I was like, I don't like... Um, I don't like talking or or being negative about... Right. Commenting negative, you negatively like, on other people's movies. You don't like movies. nagging on a movie... Yeah, I don't really like doing. Do that. you feel like nagging on a on a female is the way to uh, get them to sleep with you? What would nagging? Nagging. What's nagging? Is that a? Are word? you not familiar with the? No, this is like a hashtag-y thing. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, it might as well be. It's as disposable. It's a. Uh, is it a? Is it a dating term? Yeah. Well, it's from you. You remember the guy that wrote the uh, the uh, guide to picking up women uh, that went by. I feel like I feel like his name was a question mark. He was like Mysterio or something like that. No, I don't. Remember. You don't remember this at all? No. Anyway, well, his, one of his advice, one of his bits of advice to 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 men was to uh, to nag a girl, or to be neg- to, to say a negative thing to her, like not like your not your not eyebrows like not, 
Your eyebrows could really use a plucking. It's not quite like that. Something that sort of is like a backhanded negative thing, like a uh, oh, that's a really uh, great dress. My mother has the same one, like something like that. Okay, so a compliment yeah. that compliment that, that's, that's kind that's of confusing. like yeah, like what is going on? I have to yeah, yeah. let him pre Christmas all over me. Yeah, you'd so you'd so you say something like, "Oh, my mom wears the exact same underwear." Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's supposed to let women. That that gets them all hot and bothered, Scott. I know it's a different world. I know you've been out of the serious? dating scene for a while. That, that's a serious thing that he said, yeah. Is that true? I want to know. I forget what his name Have is. Have you ever tried it? Ever try- no, I don't try negging people. I mean, I don't try it. I might accidentally do it all the time. My mother wears a lot I- of dresses. <laughs> <laughs> but what I can't imagine is if you did that. I, I think about my wife and I'm like, I can't imagine that that would go over well at all. Right, but then you like but that would whole, that would in fact not go over well. There's Most the whole, women I know would be completely just like like that would be they would it would be a a a, a sex killer. All right, like, negging women. 10 negs that work. Okay, this is from uh, seductionscience.com. Oh All right. Boy. It's got, All I'm going to break this down for you. <clears throat> uh here are some examples of okay. Here are some ne- examples of negging women. For a girl with a belly shirt, you would say something like, did your shirt shrink in the laundry? Interesting. Or your roots are showing. Or your nose is a little red. You're like an Eskimo. Cool. You know you look just like my sister. Weird. Uh, you know I like that outfit you've got, but I don't know. Your shoes don't really match. You should have gone with the tan boots. So this is all examples. By negging women, here's 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 a synopsis. Ready? By negging women, you've indicated to her that you're not interested in her or anyone else in the group. This is a new thing for her. She'll feel the bitter sting of being just like everyone else. Her looks no longer give her all the power because you're not responding to her looks. Because you're demonstrating social value to the group at the same time, she's wondering, why isn't this guy attracted to me? Why isn't this guy paying attention to me? Who is this guy? How am I going to win this guy's attention? Everyone wants to be liked. Everyone wants approval. No one wants to be ignored. The same holds true for beautiful women. Oh, so the, but this so is what you're saying specifically... Is specifically to beautiful women in a group, I suppose. Right? Is that what this is telling us? I think it's telling you that if you're if there's a beautiful woman who's used to everybody lavishing attention, yeah. if you want to get her attention, you could try negging. Negging women is ideal for really hot girls. Eight, nines, and tens. So if, <clears throat> for an average girl... Six or sevens. You don't want to use value zingers. All you need to do is demonstrate social value. You don't need to lower hers. Hers wasn't high to begin with. Gotcha. Wow. So if a girl doesn't have... Wow, this is weird. This is real weird. This is real weird. How do you feel about it? You don't feel like it's going to work? You know, I, should I not be negging? Is that what I'm saying? Um... I mean, what they're saying is that if you're at a party and there's a group of people and there's one girl that is the hottest girl in the room, that if you say, like, if you dote on her, she'll then you'll be like everybody else. She'll have achieved what she wants. This is what I assume they're saying. That she's beautiful. She's used to people lavishing attention on her. So if you're doing that, then you're not going to stand out and she's not going to be interested in you because you're just falling into line. Like, if people just... People just are infatuated with her automatically without her doing anything. 
then she just moves on. So if you're the person who's just like, I mean, the Eskimo thing is stupid. I don't know why that would. I mean, I, I mean, do you not want? Is that just a? Is it a? Is it? Is it not cool to be an Eskimo? I mean, I feel like Eskimos are pretty cool. I mean, like, why would you want to be? I'd like to like if someone say, "Hey, you look Inuit, like an Eskimo." Isn't Eskimo I'd be like, like a great. bad word? Yeah, it's like saying, "Hey, you look like a chink in the armor of a." Something that way, I'm not racist <laughs> because I stringed it all together <laughs> into I made use the other word. Um, yeah, it's it's a derogatory. I mean, I, I guess it's a derogatory. It's a derogatory word. You ever met an Inuit? Probably in all your travels. I might have. I mean, I would used to go um, when I was growing up. My friend moved from Vancouver to Port Hardy, which is the northern part of um, Vancouver Island. Is that one of those? Is it? Uh, are you are you far enough north where your daylight is much no, longer it's not or that. shorter? No, a little bit, but I mean, like even like I'm gonna go up north next this week to the cabin, and like that's like in northern north north central Washington, and like around now it's like by four thirty. Oh wow! Like it gets it's dark. Oh yeah. Oh no! And then in the it's the opposite in the summertime, so. You like you'll be out on the deck at like nine nine thirty and watch the sun go down. That's awesome. It's magic. Let's go. Let's do a podcast from there. Well, I mean, if you like that part of it, you got to wait because right now it's not that. <laughs> Let's do a podcast. It's January, although in L.A. it's summer. In L.A. I'm it's going fucking north. ridiculous right now. In case you're wondering, I know, I know everyone on the East Coast is fucking, everyone's freezing right now. Yeah, right. So it's let's fucking just, really cold. And Scott and I, we're big fans of cold weather. Honestly, I feel like we enjoy it more than the I average do. person. I like cool weather. It's 73 degrees in Los Angeles right now. It feels hot. But here's the problem. Wednesday, 81. Yeah. This is the bullshit we're dealing with over here. We don't like it. I don't like it. And people that are on the East Coast, I know, are like, you guys are fucking... You know what I like wearing, Scott? I like wearing layers. I do, too. I'm a layer. I'm a layer guy. I like so many different layers. I like to, I like to wear a coat and then like a sweater. I'm in like a shirt. I'm like another shirt. Me too. Layers. Layers are key. I have a whole wardrobe that like I can't like I'm in my I'm in my workout gear because I didn't have time to I shower. I have a uh, I have a winter closet. I my closet is is just all my closet is down here it are hopes and dreams. <laughs> That's all it is. Your closet is hopes <laughs> and dreams. And all the time I go out, like occasionally, like the amount of times, like last night I went out and I was like. It was a little cool, so I was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm gonna put on a sweater." And like, fucking twenty minutes later, I was like, "Sweaters off." I was, yeah, and I was in, in my hand. t-shirt because I was fucking it. sweating to death. It's ridiculous. We went out Tuesday night. We went out uh, with Quinn. We did. We did. We had a, we had a we had we had some drinks. We, we had, had a, a cute old time. We had we had a great time. Double double your fun. I right left there. early, so I yeah, like, you did. I escaped. You wisely left before. Part two of the evening. As soon as everyone was like, strip club, I was like, good night. Part two of the evening was, uh, yeah, we went up to uh, to a strip club. and The one on La Brea, across, La Brea from, across from Henson. Yeah. Because I know this because when I lost Q and I texted him. You lost him at the strip I lost club? Him. Couldn't find him. Turn my back for two seconds. He's gone. And then I text him. I'm like, Where'd you go? And then he says, he texts me back, I'm on the sidewalk looking at Kermit. And I go outside, 
And I see Q laying next to a parking meter, just sort of staring across the street at Henson Studios. That's wow. sort of how the night ended. That was it. Yeah. That was how he was. We had that a great was his. That was his. Um, this, if you go back on his Twitter, he live tweeted essentially his his, his encounter with the Henson security guards. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> Something I totally missed somehow. Where did because you were in another part of the strip bar? Yeah. Or did you go up to go to the bathroom or something? No, I was with I was with strippers, Scott. Oh, okay. Was with strippers at a strip club. I don't understand what you're. So you were in like the champagne room, or yeah. you were in like a, a bottle service, son. Yeah? No bottle service, not really. I'm What's bottle saying. service? I, I assume it's like when they bring out bottles of liquor instead of just liquor. Oh, okay. I'm so white. I'm like, I don't know. What is it? I think it's when they bring you bottles. Right? Yeah, That's I bottle have no service. Idea. That's bottle service, right? I mean, I... Also, what is the champagne room? I don't know. That's just something I've heard about. Yeah, I've heard about it, too. It's like another room where it's like... There's champagne. It's like a private lap dance room, isn't it? And there's probably champagne. Yeah, but you could get a private lap dance not in the champagne room. Well, I, I think it's just a. It, maybe it's a particular strip club that has like, oh shit! Did you go to the champagne room? I haven't been. Well, I had never been to a strip club until that evening. You've never been to a strip club. Until I had never Tuesday? been to a strip club until Tuesday. Ever? And I will tell you this right now: I will never go to another strip club. <laughs> I did not enjoy myself nearly as much as you're supposed to. I see. When we were, grown- I'm not Canadian. That's the thing. Well, but being Canadian is completely different because how you how you're exposed to strip clubs is different. Like when I was growing up, um, the strip clubs were they were attached to these hotels. Like we lived in Port Moody, we were in like a suburb of Vancouver. We weren't in Vancouver proper. Yeah, but there was like the number five Warrens. There was all these strip clubs in Vancouver, and then there were these strip clubs that were like the Barnett Motor Inn. And wait. The strip club is called the Barnett Motor Inn, or is it a strip club attached to the Barnett Motor Inn? It's attached to it. So there was like there was two or three of these like like I guess. So is it essentially just saying, or, "Hey, look, here's a strip club. Also, here's rooms you can rent by the hour." I I, I guess so. I mean, I was I was like sixteen. Sure. We would just we would go. We would mostly go. There was a few strip clubs, and there was one. I was just in Vancouver, and I ended up on a street where I was like, "Oh shit!" Like that's the first strip club I went to. Oh, cool. But it was like that's where you knew you could get in with with like a shitty fake ID. Right, right, right. You'd go to these places and they're like, eh. And then you go in and it's like you ended up going, but so by the time we were eighteen, it was kinda like I don't know, it just wasn't like You're already been going for a couple of years anyway. And yeah, and like, like at a certain point you used to go and play pool. But it was yeah. just like because you it was a bar. We would yeah. just go because it was a bar. Yeah. Like the strip club part wore off wore pretty off pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't know that I would ever bother going back i mean the last time i was last time i was at a strip bar i think was in toronto oh maybe i'd go in canada just to sort of see what a canadian if it's any different i don't doubt it's any different but it's fully nude i don't know i've never been to one in la no it wasn't fully nude that's the other thing with canada is like other people like they've got what they call um juice bars like in jersey a juice bar is like just topless i guess because okay if you can drink the the thing is, you, if if you can drink booze, you can't be fully nude. Okay. So if you go see fully nude girls at a strip club, there's no alcohol. Or it's like, if you want alcohol, there's topless. But in Canada, it's like, come on. Whatever it's you like, want. Yeah. There's like, whatever you Welcome want to drink, Canada. and there's nothing. There's Have not a, a great stitch time. of clothing, and just party. And the big one in Toronto is the, called the, I don't know, this is many years ago, but the yeah. Brass Rail. 
Nebraska. That was like the big one in Toronto. And then we went to I went to one in Montreal. Um, when my soccer team was playing in the Canadian like championships or whatever, we were all in Montreal and as like idiots, we all went out the night before the sure. game. Yeah, it's a fun thing to do. I went to a strip club and Oh no. You guys didn't win. We did not win. You didn't play well the next day. We did not play great. It was not it was not our finest hour. It was well, pretty hard, stupid. Uh, like, like one guy literally we, we pulled up and, and and the one of the there was like us one guy got out and puked. As soon as he got out of the Yeah. That's amazing. It was bad. I mean, we went like I threw up at the I think I threw up I threw up at some point and then one guy like fucking blew his wad on lap dances. Like he, I, it was like it was his first time, and he was just like, "Oh my god!" And he just went through all his money, and then he wanted other like. It was. It he was, wanted more dances. Yeah, that. yeah. It was. It was dumb, and we were all hungover, and like, you know, we played okay. I think we lost three one or something like that. But it was definitely like after all that work to get there. Like we won the provincials, yeah. which is like the states. Yeah. So we won BC. For our age group, and then, and then we went all the way back to Montreal to play against the other provinces, and then, you know, we still might have lost, but we definitely didn't put our best foot forward. Right. Yeah. But the uh, it's like the strip club thing is. I've been to Jumbo's Clown Room, but I don't count that as a strip club. That's like burlesque. Yeah, show. because it's just like you know, no one yeah. takes off anything. It's a burlesque. It's just show. a dirty. Yeah, it's just a. It's a little dive bar that has girls dancing. They yeah, never take off their top. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. Um, so yeah, I went to the, the strip club and it was, uh, I would say, it was uh, not a great fun place. Didn't enjoy anybody in there, except for Q. And then I lost him because he left. Yeah, he was the smart he, one. He left. He was just like he didn't text me. He was into Kermit the Frog. Yeah, he was way into Kermit the Frog. And you weren't even happy about it. And he yeah. abandoned you for yeah. But then we did hang out and watch Kermit for a little while. You just stare at him. Didn't do anything because obviously it's a statue. <laughs> but Hardwick has this great line in his stand-up about um, about strip clubs, where it's like he says it's like it's like if you're really really hungry and you go to a deli and you just hand them all your money and all they let you do is press your face up against the deli case. <laughs> Because, I mean, that's what it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. it's. I mean, I know that in, I've heard lots of stories over the years and like of people going to certain strip clubs and things that have happened and blah, blah, blah. So I've heard I've heard stories of of not of of getting your hands into the into the glass display case. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. many things happening. Yeah. All of it, obviously, about not about how you look, but about oh, yeah. how much about, you know. Sure. Money, like sure. Um, I've heard about some of that stuff, but I just never like. I was always like, I don't want like I don't want to be around a guy who's like really horny next to me. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't you know what I mean. Like I'm just not comfortable. Where I'm like, I I'm not turned on because I'm like the guy next to me is just like oh, yeah. I'm just like I don't want to be next to this guy. <laughs> like the guy's like oh yeah yeah what up and then they're like look at you like fuck yeah and I'm like. 
I don't want. I was just I was talking. So strange I was talking to me to that this, like you and I are sharing. Like it's so yeah. strange to me that this guy and I are sharing this like sexual experience. Well, it's like and it's like, like when you hear about dudes that like at, like like circle jerks or like 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 you. I hear stories of people that say like yeah when I was like twelve. We all would watch porn and jerk off in the same room or together. You've heard people say that. Well, at least that. when they're 12. Like, what the fuck are you doing? At least when you're 12, you're just like, you're so cum crazy and you're, it's so new and you haven't at least like, it's like, it's all so new. You at least still like, know to be ashamed of it. it. Okay, fine. But at least to me, like I give those people a pass. To me as an adult, I'm just like, I don't want to stand. I don't want to sit next to a guy. And sort of have this shared erection experience. Shared erection experience. <laughs> the name of our band. band name. Shared erection experience. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's the title. And of this it is episode. also it is also that thing where I am just like, I can't, I can't, I can't suspend my disbelief. All right, I could suspend my disbelief for Pacific Rim. I can't suspend my disbelief that, that this there woman, isn't a guy next to me with an erection, and that the girl in front of me is like, is is not like sort of gonna go cry after this is over, or not even that. Just like it's not sexual if the person is not sexual towards you. Oh my god! It's like I would, I'm just like my thing is like, look, if I'm going to just sort of stand back and stare at something for sexual gratification i just rather it's like especially with the internet you're just like oh sure stay like, home it's yeah. free like i can watch anything yeah, like, yeah, yeah. anything and you don't have to drink guinness out of a can yeah out of a can scott <laughs> exactly you can drink whatever you want. little scotch of the rock some fucking oh. some pre-christmas pre-christmas <laughs> load up fucking with fucking midget porn and fucking mm. Just midget porn. That's it. it's very telling. That's, you could watch anything. Have you ever have you ever jerked off to midget porn? No. Have you ever seen it? I have. I've seen it too. Yeah. We all have. Who hasn't? Yeah. The the, the specificities of uh of or dwarf internet porn. porn. I don't know what it is. I, yes, uh little person porn. Yes. I suppose we'll say. We're sorry if we offended anybody. Yeah. No. We didn't mean to do that. Any midget porn stars. Or Eskimos. <laughs> Any midgets or Eskimos listening? Yeah. Or midget Eskimo porn stars. Oh, hello. Uh, that one guy out there. Um, but like it's the specificity of pornography now on the internet. I find endlessly fascinating. Also, the whole the the phenomenon now, because I'm on I go on um at work, I work on a show called At Midnight. If you if you're listening and you don't know what that show is, it's like an internet based comedy show on Comedy Central. Yeah, with like uh, questions and stuff like that, and comedians answer it. It's sort of just like a if you've ever if you're in England and you've ever seen like How's Your News or something like that, think of that. But sort we sort of get all our stories from the internet. So there's a bunch of comedians riffing on something. So during the course of the day, I'm doing research and like it's literally. I go on, I'm on Craigslist, and uh, if you look at my Craigslist... Uh, history? I'm like a history, yeah. All of, the ca- all of the personals section, every single category is purple. Because I've been in all look, of them looking look for something. Yeah, you're digging. Just looking for something to be funny or whatever. And uh, just the amount of people, like, just the, f- the amount of of prostitutes that are just... Obviously, just trolling, yeah, just trolling on Craigslist, looking for 
clients. It's just so it's so weird to me, like that people would go to a strip club when you can easily just go get a prostitute. Yeah, if you want to have sex with someone, it'll probably be cheaper. Yeah. Honestly, than going to that. You strip won't have to club. buy a drink. There's you no cover buy... charge. Yeah, or it's the same. And sometimes they host, which is what it's called. Apparently, it's called they host. Well, they'll host. Like when someone on Craigslist, apparently, when they say "will host" or it means their you house. need to host, you mean it either means they can, they'll they have to come to you or you go to them. Gotcha. Um, Good to know. Yeah, just in case you're wondering. Uh, but that's whole, that whole thing's fascinating. But then there's this other thing that's fascinating too, which is Reddit. Have you been on? You've been on Reddit, right? You know what Reddit is. Yeah, yeah. I've been on it for twenty Reddit's, seconds. Reddit's great. You should get on it more because it's it's really like all of the best parts of the internet just rolled into one. So anyway, they have these subsections of Reddit, and uh, there's part of it. There's a part of Reddit called Gone Wild. Right on. Right. Which is obviously which is full great. of stories about me. It's not even stories. Reddit Gone Wild is just these users that are just posting. It's just women posting pictures of themselves. Naked. Naked. Like. Buck naked. Buck naked. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, it's just like the. And I can't imagine, like, I can't. And it's like, you know, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, obviously 18 and up. It's no no one under that. But, like, just I can't imagine just the. the Being a kid, being in high school or something. In this, or just this out point. of high school. Or just out of high school. And just <laughs> this, this, this cornucopia of 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 pornography being available but like then you go into reddit and then you like look at reddit stories of like people who like have found their sister posting on gone wild or something like that uh, like that's a whole other thing to contend with suddenly they're in society like, that well i mean that's but that's true everywhere it's like we've we've leapt forward so fast into basically putting everything up for everybody to see yeah you know, and like people obviously aren't thinking about like how easy it is to obtain all that information. You yeah. know, like people who get fired when they fucking pretend they're sick and then go to Magic Mountain or a strip club and yeah. then Instagram fucking well, pictures of it. And then their boss is like, what the fuck? You were, you, we knew where you were and then they get fired. Or like that PR girl who tweeted that joke when she went to Africa. Oh, yeah. Like, like what? Something about AIDS. What are you thinking? Yeah. She's like, uh, just kidding. I won't get AIDS. I'm white. Ha ha ha. I don't know. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. Like, but like, where's the like? But where in her brain does that thought become something that's okay to post on a public forum? I fucking have no idea. That's it's it's insane. I mean, if you don't have, I mean, unless she was like completely drunk, and even then, I'm just like, you have to have some sense of. Like what's appropriate, right? Or not? I mean, I'm making in, and I have no problem with inappropriate jokes. But the foundation of an inappropriate joke is like it's got to be really funny. Because if it's not funny, then you're in a lot of trouble. Because like you've managed to, because then you're just offensive. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's only so much you can get. Like I, I have jokes all the time that I would post on on Twitter if I was some if I if I was like. An anonymous person not employed by anybody, I would be posting ridiculous, like ridiculous things. But I have more common sense than that. Sometimes I blur in line a little bit, but I'm also a comedian. So that's, I find that there's, you know, there's a gray area for me that might not be there for, say, a PR person. That's the more shocking thing where it's like somebody whose whole job or, or a percentage of their job is about, is about maintaining an image 
who obviously has has created a a a history of or or, or examining you know publicity cases and 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 people and brands and everything else and and you know proper etiquette and lines yeah. and and how and it's like what were you hoping to accomplish like in her mind was she going like I'm I, you know what look at Matt Myra <laughs> People last like night, him. Look at last his jokes. night he tweeted one direction, more like fun erection. Yeah. And that got 150 fun, yeah. retweets. I've only ever gotten 12 <laughs> saying nice things. So I'm going to go for it. <coughs> I'm but flying that, to Africa. I mean, it wasn't even that funny of a joke, honestly. Well, it because you're like, because the punchline is like, it's a, it's insane. I mean, I guess if she was at like a, a KKK meeting or some kind of really racist, you know, um, pep rally. A she racist might, <laughs> pep rally. And she might. <laughs> Come on, guys. We've got a new season of racism coming up. Let's get it going. Meet our new PR consultant. <laughs> Here she is. What do you have to say about AIDS? From Africa. I'm not going to get it. I'm white. Yay. <laughs> do do <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and now performing a skit is our human resources department. <laughs> Ted and Angel and um, Barbara. Barbara, where's Barbara? Barbara, oh my God. Barbara, why are you in blackface? I guess that would be where all of those things, all of those things that have are totally inappropriate for the whole world and people will find offensive and <laughs> I would not find funny. I guess that that's the last place they could go and maybe find an audience. And who knows even then, maybe they would be more sophisticated enough not to laugh at it. Well, I don't know. Like, like a couple other things about all around the subject of Twitter. One of the, my, one of my most hated things on Twitter is the, uh, is the like, there's a couple of like Bill Murray and Will Ferrell, right? Not on Twitter. Well, I think Will is now, but so some people, somebody squatted on the name at Will Ferrell. Yeah. And someone squatted on the name at Bill Murray. Yeah. And they have these, they have like the Bill Murray one has like 250,000 followers. And it is just a guy tweeting jokes. And it says, and you click on the bio and it goes, I am not the real Bill Murray. This is a parody account. And it's not a fu- it's not a parody. It's account. not a parody. It's not a parody. Unless you unless he was trying to pretend to be Bill Murray. Right. Or be a version of Bill right. Murray or something. All like it that. is is you're using the man's name to, to get, get followers and to tweet your jokes. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. The Will Ferrell guy also, fuck you. And then what's funny is like you see celebrities who you're like, oh, they don't know that's not the real Bill Murray. Like retweeting gotcha. something stupid, like some fucking whatever that the person said. And it really annoys me. It really makes me angry, Scott. I don't ever want to see you do it, okay? What, me don't retweet? follow Bill Murray. I, don't, I, I won't. I promise. Would you follow the real Bill Murray? I would. Um, you know what? I have to say that I I like a world where Bill Murray is not on Twitter. That's like true. I think it's more cons- like to me the Bill Murray that and you know who's I don't know Bill Murray so I like I'm not the person to say like I love Bill so Murray as a person. I don't know Bill Murray. Here's another Bill Murray account. This one has 
Uh, 11,000. It says, actor for over 20, 20 years. Made great movies like Ghostbusters and Stripes. This is not really Bill Murray. And then, so they tweet things like, Google Alert RSS delivery is temporarily not available. To keep receiving Google Alerts in any time, you... C- dot, dot, dot. That's just so people searching Bill Murray will find that. And- it's insane. And, they, and he does box office updates. And Ian McKellen films final shot is like what is this account? What is this person doing? I don't know what's wrong with their who they are. I don't. I don't know. It really is annoying. Who are you? What I'm trying to say is, fuck, this is... fuck everybody. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I think I hate is that. that. The end of the Scott, show. <laughs> I think I hate that. <laughs> Scott and I were discussing a new a new uh, segment on this on this podcast called I think I hate that. I think <laughs> I hate that. And it would be just, I mean, essentially, if you're, if you're a loyal Phoebe listener, um, first of all, get yourself a Canadian Sniper t-shirt. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> On sale now at yeah. Merch Table something. Uh, Phoebe. Phoebe. <laughs> it's Merch Table slash Phoebe. <laughs> Hold on. We are not great at plugging. Keep talking. So, <coughs> we made we made the we made the original gray Phoebe t-shirt. We made the black Phoebe t-shirt. I think there's still a couple black. Still Phoebes. a few blacks left in some sizes. I never got to get one. I actually don't own a Phoebe t-shirt because every time I don't either they come out, I forget to order myself one. Because here's the deal, everybody: Scott and I pay for these t-shirts. Scott and I pay for these t-shirts, and there's a little little tiny sliver of profit. That we get from those shirts, and we give them to the artist who designs those shirts. And really, what we do with these shirts is we make them so you guys can have them because we think it's cool that you guys like it, and it's cool that you guys wear it, and we appreciate it when you wear it. And I know that when I go on the road and I do shows in like Seattle or something, uh, and I see somebody with a Phoebe T-shirt, it's awesome because I feel like you and I, Phoebe listener, we have a shorthand together. We know each other. We've spent some time together. And I like that you're out there supporting the show. And I also have like I like hearing about people wearing them. Like when people on Twitter tweet me about running into someone else who had a Phoebe t-shirt on, and then you guys start talking about Phoebe, I think that's awesome. I, I do too. Yeah, I'm just trying to find thread. Outside. Scott right now is in the middle of looking for our um, for our Phoebe uh, t-shirt website so we can give it to you. But we do have – there's now a Canadian Sniper t-shirt, and we don't know if we're ever going to do another t-shirt, in all honesty. Well, you, you have one. But – if we do a t-shirt, I want to do the latest design that Dana did. Dana Lichtenberg, who does our designs for the Beverly Hills Cop episode, is my favorite design he's done yet, which is uh, Scott and I in Detroit uh, Lions uh, varsity jackets with guns, essentially <laughs> uh, doing the Beverly Hills, the Beverly Hills Cop, Hills Cop. Okay, so go to Feeb, F-E-A-B dot merch table. M-E-R-C-H table.com. And get your t-shirts. There you go. We, got, we got them in so many sizes. There's like uh, medium and uh, probably other sizes. There's extra medium. small. No, I don't know. There's, there's no extra small. So little. It's sold out. So it's all the midget porn one, stars. And that was it. <laughs> Hardwick bought <laughs> a, a run. <laughs> uh, small, medium, large, extra large, 2X, 3X, 4X, 5X. And you can order it now. Canadian Cyber T-shirt. And there's still... Uh, some Phoebe black blacks. It says extra, there is an extra small in that, a small, a medium, a large, and an extra large. I don't know how many are, but there's, there's extra large. Maybe I should order it. Yeah, I, I need one. Uh, 
So we you segued really well, and now we can't segue back. No, that's fine. Saying. Here we go, because let's just keep talking, because we hate things, right? We're talking about things that we hate. Oh, that was a segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things we hate. That, or I think I hate that, right? That's what we decided to call I it. Think I think I, I hate, hate that. that. Maybe, maybe we'll do a spinoff podcast called I Think I Hate That. I think I hate that. And I'm trying to think. Do you have well, anything that you think you hate right now? Well, I think I hate right now. Like, so what's something that's... Well, I'll tell you me? what. Here's, here's, here's an experience I had yesterday. Yesterday, I went to lunch with a couple of the writers from At Midnight. Uh, Blaine and Tess and Shelby, we all went out to grab, grab some lunch. and uh, Lovely. Uh, they handed us the dinner menu. And then they came back and handed us the lunch menu after we asked for it. And then they took our drink orders and did not come back to the table... For 25 minutes. Gotcha. I think I hate that. You think you hate bad service? I think I hate just the length of time. Were they busy? I would rather put in an order and not hear from you for a half hour. You just want to get that part of it out yeah. of the way. I would just want to know you that to something hang. is happening. Were they busy? No. No. If they're not busy, then that's... Yeah. If they're really busy or they're understaffed, it's like... I, I think you have to have a certain amount of interest, uh, understanding for the service industry. I do have when so things much are, understanding. I do. If there's nobody there, busy. then I'll be. Then I get super. But busy. we were seated outside, and there was one other table there, and that other table had one person. That. Well, that's the, see, that's the opposite. Where it's like you get in that situation where it's like there's so few that everybody's just like, ah, oh, he's gonna handle it. Bob's got it. Well, Bob didn't have it. Bob didn't handle it at all. Bob didn't handle Fucking it at all. Bob. And then I got a parking ticket because it took so long. My meter ran out. I got a speeding ticket. Whoa, Scott. I was late for a meeting and I fucking just goosed it a little bit. And when I goosed it, I was going like 20 over the speed limit. So you were doing 50, 50, and, 50 and a 35? 55 yeah. and a 35? 53. I wasn't even doing 20 over the speed limit. And I basically was like, I hit this straight away on Moore Park, and I was like, oh, I'll just juice it a little bit, and so I, you know, because there was nothing really there. Yeah, fucking cop, like just right there, ah. like, just sitting right there on that one little straightaway where I decided and at to that get point cute. you go, yep, yeah, I don't, I don't do anything. Yeah, I'm not even like, but I know people that are gonna go up. I know people that are shitty to the cop, and I'm like, oh, I'm never shitty to the cop. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I got ba- like he he's got a little fucking gun. He's like, this is how fast you're going, and it's like that sign back there that has the number on it. That's the number you're supposed to be going, and you chose not to do that, and so now you have to, yeah, pay the price for it. I don't have a problem with that. I'm like, all right, fucking, I got busted, whatever. I've never gotten I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I've never gotten a moving violation. I'm pretty happy with that. I've had a, I've had one or two speeding tickets. But I haven't had one in a long time. One time we... Uh, long, long time. I got pulled over and got a warning because I was doing 86 uh, on the highway on a 65 in my Saab wow. uh, with my dad. My dad was... And he just warned seat. you, like, don't... It never was, that combination again. He, he <laughs> like, walked don't over, drive fast. He walked over. He saw two white guys in a Saab. Father and son. And he's like, where are you guys heading? And I was like, we're going to LLB. Father-dad convention? We're going to LLB Sob. in Freeport, Maine. And he's like, all right. He's like, I understand wanting to hurry And it was my there. birthday. Oh, that's why you were in a hurry. Yeah. And uh, and he just came back. I was like, just take it easy and watch your speed. Because your like, birthday? I, I don't know. I guess so. Well, you could tell on your license. Yeah. He was yeah, able to right? go like, oh, it's this fucking dude's license. This is a sob. 
I love is it a sob? sob? I love a sob. My wife had a convertible sob when I met her. <sighs> She's a good lady. Yeah. What's your favorite car you've ever owned? Oh, my favorite car I ever owned? And it could be just with the memories you built in it. The favorite car I ever bought that I never really got to drive that much was I bought when I bought my house up in <clears throat> um, Washington, which is up in the mountains. My uncle, my mom's brother, Uncle Dean, had a 71, which is the year I was born, Ford pickup truck. Uh-huh. Like a big, four, four, big four-wheel drive pickup truck, red. And like I grew up like in that truck like i drove around in that truck and it's like you know he kept it up nice and and you know it had a wench on it and like <clears throat> oh boy and so when i bought the when i bought the place i was like oh well maybe i'll leave a vehicle up there yeah now you need something and something that i could actually use to work you know like you could haul stuff in and blah blah so i um and he was selling it because he was getting a new pickup finally and it was like a couple thousand. I think he, I think he was only selling it for a few thousand dollars. And I was like, huh. I bought it and I had it for a few years. And then like I like I'm going up now to my parents go there all the time. Like yeah. we, we share the we share the the cabin up there. So they you know we own halvesies and like they they used to use it and then nobody was really using it and it was like. And my, just sat there. I, it just sat there. And then some guy who was like a construction guy who like needs a fucking pickup truck wanted to buy it so i was always like well then i feel sad where i'm like i want that miss that car because you want it there right now when you're going up you weren't going up exactly you want it there but but i also am glad that somebody's getting use out of it yeah but i was always very like that and i had a 71 another 71 when i was in high school i had a 71 volkswagen van and uh like that was a car that at that particular time i was really like i love driving that car I love the fucking big bus kind of wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, um, I drove. I had that, and then like I remember, I was with my mom. We went to IKEA mm-hmm. um, in Vancouver, and then my brakes were fine. They were a little like a little mushy, soft, yeah. a little soft, and I was like, eh. So we drive and we buy this like futon, like couch bed that I was gonna put in my bedroom because I was like. I, I don't know why that's what I wanted. And so I go to buy it and um Bob, sometimes I want to entertain, so I need a couch. Yeah, sometimes I just I, I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I just want a couch bed. Like I wanted this thing. It just it was shitty. It like it was like a fucking It was for my It was like two foam mattresses that folded. Yeah. And then like so when they were down they were a mattress and then when they folded yeah. back up they were a couch and yeah. put a pillow on it. I don't know. I guess maybe it was like to feel more adult that it wasn't like because sure. you only live in one room, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you want a couch? I remember it was a big deal when I had to when I made my my parents were throwing out a love seat, and I took it upstairs into my bedroom, and my parents were annoyed at me for doing that. You're trying to turn it into like I was an like, apartment. I just want to like have this place where I yeah. can sit down and watch television. I want to sit, mom. I want to sit, mom. Ma, just let me fucking sit down. Don't worry about what I'm doing up here. But Matthew. You shouldn't be in your room all day. Well, fuck what are you, you man. What are you doing there? I'm watching fucking Gladiator. Russell Crowe's awesome. I'm going to be Russell Crowe someday. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm Spanish. He's a Spaniard. <coughs> so we go to buy the couch, and we load it up, and we're driving back 
along this road. I can't even tell you what it's called, but the SkyTrain had for, that they built um, for the Seattle? '86. No, and um, um, in Vancouver, oh, they built the sky, yeah. an above ground rail for uh, Expo '86. And so it ran along the side of this road. So these big cement pillars that elevated the rail. And it was all like, you know, it was like half a mile. You kind of were going parallel with it. And this road was like, it was long and it was at a slight incline. It wasn't like pitched really steep, but it was like there was a slight incline. And there was a light right in the middle. And I'm driving with my mom and I fucking, I hit, I'm like, I hit the brake to slow down because everybody starts to stop. And I'm like, I don't have any brakes. So it's like... I wasn't driving that fast, like, because that fucking car was, like, did not go that right. fast. sure. And I had all this distance, so it was, like, accident slow-mo where you're, like, all right, I've got 50, I got 100 yards to figure out how to stop my car that is accelerating slightly, and I have no brakes. So I pull the, emer- I, you know, I, um, I, uh. Pull the brake yeah. No, first I, um. Try to shift it out of. I shift down all the way to first just to, like, try get to. Get slower, s- sure. Get it slower. I pull the emergency brakes, doesn't do anything. And then there's cars. And, like, if there was no cars there, I would have just blown the light and then, I guess, just keep trying to figure out what to do. Because it was going to level out, and I was like, well, maybe if I can get to a level surface, then I'll start to slow down. But the light stops, and there's cars there. And I'm like, well, I could cause an accident. Like, I could hit the person in front of me, and they don't know, or I could go into the lane and then, like, hit somebody else. So I was like, I saw my mom. I was like, all right, I'm just going to pull off. And I'm going to run into the cement pillar. Like, I'm going to run into the sky train. So I, like, wait till I'm a ways, and then I, I like, just twist the reel. I pop up on the fucking sidewalk. I run over, like, a... It wasn't even a sign. It was, like, going to be a sign. It was, like, a, yeah. it was like a pole that was going to be a sign, and I knock that down. Um, I head straight for the thing, and there was, like, some rocks or something collected in front of the cement pillar, and I kind of, like... Because of the way those things are, the engine's in the back. Yeah. And so the front's super light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we used to go, the front's super light. And so my friends and I used to go to this, there was like a townhouse development and it was built on a hill. Uh-huh. And so the dry, so it was like this like flat, flat incline, flat incline, flat incline. And it was like, it went up all through this thing. So like the driveways were the, the flat part and then it'd have an incline and we would just go screaming up there, and the front of the van would yes. just like bounce. That's awesome. And we would be like, literally, like, um, <laughs> like I'd be holding on the wheel because I would fly up onto the roof and like lose my foot pedals. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it was, yeah. So we used to do that. But anyway, so we hit. I hit those rocks, and the van kind of popped up and hit the cement, and it didn't really do that much damage. Amazingly enough, like just right in the center of that nose, the metal part. It put a dent that I got fixed, but that was it. That's all that really happened. Oh, wow. <clears throat> but so I was fine. I think I bruised my hand or something. My mom was fine. And these dudes come walking up, and they're fucking laughing. Like, they're cracking up. And they're like, oh, man, we're sorry. It just looks so fucking funny. It was like, all of a sudden, you just turned off. And, like, fucking... <laughs> like, to them, they just watched me drive. They watched the van, like, coming down the road, and then just, like, peeled off and just plowed into the thing for no reason. <laughs> Um, and did you get your brakes fixed? Yeah, I got the brakes fixed. What I, was wrong? What happened? I, there was like air. No fluid or something? I guess there were air, like uh, air got in the brake lines or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to flush those. Yeah. And put some liquid in there. That so what car happened? Like, what was the demise of that car? I moved to um, 
so when I was done with high school, mm-hmm. I was going to move to um, California, uh-huh. move to L.A. Yeah. They said California Orange, uh, is the place you ought to be. So you exactly. loaded up the truck. So I loaded up the truck. Um, we, I was going to go to Orange County, Orange Coast College. Uh-huh. And um, for whatever reason, I, for, I, I don't know what it was, but I just sold the van and then bought another car, a really old 78 Scirocco. When I got down there, like I sold that yeah. for a few thousand dollars and bought um, that car. So you you got a few thousand dollars for a seventy one Volkswagen van in the eighties? Uh, Eighty nine. Wow. I think I paid three over three for it. Wow. And then I sold it for two something. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, at I all. only drove it for a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, but it was in good shape. It was like when you go to find those Volkswagen vans, the big thing is you got to check the floor mats because the yeah, there's like the bottoms, especially up Rot in out, Vancouver. Yeah. It's like with all the Salt rain, it's like all stuff. that shit. Yeah. Um, but I had that. I had a Lacar. What the fuck's a Lacar? It's like a the French Lacars. It was like a who makes it like Citroen or something. Uh, I thought it was just called Lacar. Maybe all right, all right. like I that was my first car when I was sixteen. I got a Lacar. And my dad worked at a um, car. I got a Le car. What a terrible name for the car. The car. <laughs> Welcome to the car. car. <laughs> so we call it Le car everywhere. What do we, we call the? What do we call the car? Let's just call it Le car. Huh? <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> I Why am do we have of, to dress it up? It's a I fucking am, car. I am full of the bread and the wine. <laughs> Let's call it le bread. <laughs> La bread. <coughs> le car. Le vent. <laughs> um, and so uh, yeah I had that and then I remember I got the Lacar and then my dad worked at Freightliner Trucks <clears throat> and there was a plant in Burnaby and that's why we were living in Canada at that time and I was like um, one of the guys that ran the paint was just like if you give me a case of beer and so he painted it cherry red like, fuck yeah fucking Freightliner cherry job. red oh my god amazing paint job for a case of beer Awesome. It was magical. That is awesome. It was a, it was a weird car, but it was good. And then I had like, and then I had the van, and then I had two Scirocco's, and then and then I didn't, and then I sold my Scirocco, my last Scirocco to go to Jersey to make clerks. Yeah. And then I didn't own a car. Fuck, I didn't own a car from ninety two till. 95 for three years i didn't buy a car wow then in 95 what'd you get i bought a new explorer that was like with my mall rats money i bought like a brand new ford explorer and then i drove which is was in chasing amy i drove that thing for like i sold oh that's that was your explorer yeah the black explorer that was mine nice and i drove that from from uh 95 all the way till jersey girl i finally sold it holy shit yeah then you got a ford escape and then I got it. Well, I got a after. I, then I had my Volkswagen van. I got another Volkswagen van, the full camper, and I drove that for a while. And then, and then I sold that, and I got. I mean, then I married Alex, and we got a Prius, and then, and I got the Escape. That's, I mean, in California, with a marriage license, you're issued a Prius. You are. Yeah. Yes. So we don't tell everybody, but that's how it happens so many out here. Yeah. 
You have to. The notary stamps it and then hands you the keys to a Prius. Like, here's a Prius yeah, now that you you're go. married. Also, we've put an Obama sticker on the back of it. Don't yes. worry. It's all hope. It's all good. Hope it's legal. Alive it's all whatever. legal. Yeah. Everything's you're legal. You're now married. Don't worry about it. Los Angeles married. <laughs> you're officially, in the eyes of Los Angeles, you're married. Now uh, I want a pickup truck. You, you want a pickup truck? Yeah, yeah. That's my next car. I don't know what my next car is. I feel like I like the Volvo so much that I'm just going to stay in Volvos for That's the rest of That's why you my like life. me. It's you like Swedish things. I do like Swedish things. I really do. Meatballs. Meatballs. I, which I believe. And if there's any Swedish listeners. So my my grandma, my mom's side is Swedish. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> my grandma and grandpa were born in the States, but their parents um, emigrated over. Uh-huh. And I think my grandma came from Varmland, I think was, is what it's called. But I remember the only Swedish word, <clears throat> and this could be wrong. So <laughs> don't. They'll let us know if it is. Um, this for meatball was shutbuller. Shutbuller? It was something like that. I love it. And that was like the one thing. It was later on she was like, because my grandma By used way, to make Swedish cr- meatballs all the time. And- it's crazy to me that there was a, an Ikea in the 80s in Canada. Because to me, Ikea, I know Ikea's been around. By like 80 for a while. Five or something like that. But like to me, I never saw, I never saw an Ikea until the late 90s. Early 2000s, I think, in Massachusetts. Um, you know, well, I've lived a more f- fulfilled life than you. <laughs> this is true. I'm not going to argue that. I uh, Swedish word for meatball. Here, I'm looking. I'm not even waiting because I want to know. Oh, my God. Oh, it's it's K-O. It is K-O-T-T-B-U. How do you pronounce Swedish meatball? K-O-T-T-B-U-L-L-A-R. So I'm close, but the... Um, Kotbuller? Is it Kotbuller? Cobble? I don't know. No, it's a, oh, here it is. Oh, <clears throat> um, how do you, how the heck do you pronounce K O with little dots on the top? Umlaut. Umlaut. T T B U L L A R. And they say like this. And here's the yeah. is S shut. Uh huh. Shut bular. Shut bular. Oh, my, you're right. My grandma wasn't Your fucking grandma lying. Wasn't fucking lying. She wasn't trying to just make me She's run like, around. Fuck like, this shit over later in shit life. Bular. Shit baller. Hey, shit baller. Hey, uh, grandma, to quit being a shit baller. Make some shit ballers. Ma! Ma! Gladiator's almost over. Get me some shit ballers. I'm hungry. Maddie wants some shit ballers. <laughs> Scott says they're called shit ballers. I'm going to watch Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Spartacus. I'm doing a whole Roman thing up here. No, I'm not coming downstairs. Fuck you, I got a couch now. Fuck you, I got a couch. Watching Spartacus. I'm a man. <laughs> Watching Spartacus. I had a, uh, I worked at Blockbuster in like 99, 98, 99, 2000, around there. Those and, are huge uh, years for Blockbuster. They were. They were yeah, fucking enormous years fucking top, man. DVD. like... Um, <clears throat> that's when the blo- people at Blockbuster were like, "Nothing's we're gonna ever give gonna change." New pussy every day. It's never every- fuck the same pussy. No, <laughs> we can afford not to forever. I'm gonna build a house, and then when it's finished, I'm gonna burn it down and build another one. I'm never gonna live in it. <laughs> this is so amazing. Uh, 
Um, but I remember having a, uh, I had a Gladiator, or like the window display thing we had for Gladiator, you which was like home. a window decal thing that was for, I would say it was f- like a quad sheet. Yeah, yeah. And I had that. I had that in my bedroom. I don't know why. It's not like well, even, you I mean, I liked Gladiator, but I didn't like. I didn't love Gladiator. Yeah, but when you were like, what I remember when I was a kid, and like, I, this is like the first VHS store they had in our neighborhood in Port Moody, little teeny video store, and like I started asking for posters, and yeah. I would like anything. Like I would just take anything. Yeah. Like, and one of the posters I remember was Blood Simple, and I'd never seen it, and I was like, this is like, you know, it's like some shoes and a gun, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> And I put it on the wall. So somebody could have, if there was a photo, somebody had been like, oh my God, look how, that's like, funny. this you is know, the coolest kid ever. And I, to... I didn't see the movie until I was like 20. So is that the most random, is that the most random movie poster you had on your wall? Probably. It's the one that I remember. I, but I remember I had like Alan Quartermain in the last city, lost city of gold. I believe I had that poster. Cause it was like, they were posted. I had, <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a. Which I um, saw that movie in the theater. I had a. What was the. Was it Mumford? Oh, the Jason Lee movie? Yeah, the I Lawrence had that poster. And I had a. Uh, because you were probably at the thing, they're like, hey, you're supposed to get rid of them. Exactly. Like, uh, and then the other weird poster I had was the. You're like, I love Alfre Wood. Was the. Uh, I do. Alfre Wood is great. She's yeah. great in, um, in Star Trek First Contact. Um. Um, 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 the Russell Crowe hockey movie. Oh, the, the, that happened in Alaska. I know what you're talking about. It's by the director. Isn't it by the guy who directed Austin Powers? Is it a Jay Roach movie? I don't know. It could be. I mean, it sounds like it would be a Jay Roach movie. That was my Russell Crowe phase I had for a short time, I guess. Your mom just like, he loves that Russell Crowe. Ma! Ma! I'm watching Russell Crowe. Ma, in anything, ma, proof of life is not as bad as people think it is. Meg Ryan is still a viable actress. That was, I believe, the last big movie she did, right? Proof of Life. Meg Ryan? Yeah. Didn't she? Do, I don't know. Well, that's what I believe. What's she doing? What's she up to? Hanging out. I'm doing a show uh, at San Francisco Sketchfest on the February on February eighth. You know who's going to be on the show with us doing my show? Nope. Lorraine Newpin. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty fucking great, right? Um, I'm going to say that's really good. Meg Ryan. Because I know everyone Meg Ryan. I feel like I'm right. I feel like I'm right. I feel really good about it. Is proof of life? Yeah. No. She's born in 1961. So she's 50. 10 years older than you. Yeah, she's 52. The last thing that she did is... Come on, Meg Ryan. Come on, Meg Born Ryan. in Connecticut. That's not a thing. Um, nominated for three Golden Globe Awards. Oh. Known for actress. Ready? Yep. Uh, okay, so you're saying it was. Proof of life. Where? Oh, okay. So, so I'm way off. You're way off. Judging by your reaction slash scrolling. Um,. Proof of Life was 2000. 2001 was Kate and Leopold with Hugh Jackman. Then In the Cut. I don't know that one. Uh, then Against the Ropes. don't know that one. 
boxing. Oh, that picture. was a boxing movie. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. Then uh, wasn't she... that um, who directed that one? Oh, oh. Uh, Charles Dutton. Charles Dutton. Okay. Uh, so then she did a Simpsons voice. She did a movie called In the Land of Wom- Women. 2007. Okay. I'll go to that land. In 2008, she did The Deal. The Deal. Wow. A down and out film producer. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the Deal, which obviously nobody knows. My mom's new boyfriend in 2008. She also did The Women in 2008. That's the one 2008 I 2008 was sort of her, her year. And then she did 2009 Serious Moonlight. And then she's done. She did an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm as Meg Ryan. Cool. And then she did some episodes of Web Therapy. Web Therapy, which is. The, is that Lisa Kudrow's Lisa Kudrow there? show. Um, so, for everyone. I have a for new, all zero of you who wanted to know. I have a new answer, by the way. She was a producer. She was. Hmm? I have a new answer to the weirdest movie poster I had. What is it? I'm not Rappaport. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, that's where you're just like, just any fucking, you wanted your room to look like a video store. Yeah. Like, I just had random. Not that, like, my fucking house doesn't now. I know, but now it's like you're, now you have, now you're more discerning where you're like, it's specific. There's things that actually mean something to you. As opposed to back then where I was like, I had things on there that I was like, I don't even know what the movie is. Yeah. But I'm like, you just wanted to feel like, I'm in the movie industry, ma! Ma, ma someday I'm going to be in Hollywood. Ma, you you could say you were there. Me and Russell Crowe are going to be best friends. You could say you were there. I, know, I haven't, I've yet to meet Russell Crowe. Watching Spartacus. I would like to meet Russell Crowe. Can you yeah. make that happen? No. Not even, like, you know, like... I mean, wait, pay me? Like, I mean, can you find him? Is what I'm asking you. Uh, Get me proof of his life. Could I locate him? Yeah. Can you find him? I mean, I get maybe, but I would owe people favors. I could probably find him. Yeah. I have people. Well, you should owe people favors. You know enough of the same people to be like, where's Russell Crowe? Where's Russell Crowe? I'm the one who's got to be like out there and is like, so (laughs) I do a podcast with this guy and he wants to know. He just wants to meet Russell Crowe. Yeah. Because you should have him on. See, you could do it more than me because you just (laughs) reach out with him and just say like, have him on the show. Not a problem. He could be on the podcast. He's got a new movie coming out. Does he? Yeah. He's got... Um, hey. Fucking, I'm going to make this happen right now while we're on the... Uh, I just saw the preview for it. What is it? What is it? Is it what... What is the... Winter's in, Tale? In your mind. In your mind. What is Scott Mosher's loose... What is your loose explanation of what the plot is to that movie? Uh, Winter's Tale? <laughs> yes. Don't look it up. I'm not. I just want... From, from what you can gather from the... Have you, have you seen the... The spots or something? I haven't seen the trailer, but I'm going to look up what they say the plot is, and I want to see how okay. close you are to them. Make sure it's... I think it's Winter's, Winter's Tale, Tale. With uh, Colin Farrell and uh, the girl from... Uh, I think it's Colin Farrell. Is he in it? Uh, is it uh, directed by Akiva Goldsmith? I think so. It's... <clears throat> yes. Okay. So the, the the plot, as I can tell, is is it's, it's a love... It's a it's a love that 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 he loves this girl so much. Uh-huh. It's like 
it, it, it's through multiple times. Like they fall in love in the past and then he ends up in the present trying to find her or something like that. That's your plot for the movie? That's not my Let's fucking say it again. movie. Say it again. He falls in love with this chick in the past. Yep. I don't know what happens, but he ends up in the present and he's trying to locate her. And okay. somebody's like trying to help. And then Russell Crowe is from the past too, somehow. It appears in the trailer and he's like, There he is. I've got to. F-. Like, okay. so he's got a bone to pick with the guy and here's in the, the past. And now he's in the present and he's just like, Wants to And here's the, here's the synopsis from IMDb. Okay. A burglar falls for an heiress as she dies in his arms. When he learns that he has the gift of reincarnation, he sets out to save her. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> no. What's the gift of reincarnation? I don't know. My new favorite thing. <laughs> the fucking thing. The fucking... I can't stop laughing until I see it. Is the fucking... The Labor Day trailer. In the trailer, they say... No, no, no. I don't, look, I'm not commenting on the movie. I'm not saying... Yeah, you're just talking about the trailer. I'm just saying they, they, there's a fucking line. It's like the movie that will make you believe in hope, which I'm like, Ugh. but that that sound isn't that sound stupid? Yeah. Also, I don't know anything. I don't really know anything about Labor Day. I saw a trailer. That's for it. fine, but I it's saw like, a trailer for can it. But you, let me tell you, this what would make you right now? It looks, it looks like something I don't want to put myself through. I don't. I don't. It looks like a. It looks like. I'm not even judging. It looks like an emotional time. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not judging on any other way. Where I'm like, it just sounds. What does that even mean to make you believe in hope? Does anyone believe? Is that is that is hope a belief? Well, if you ask uh, Red, you know, he's going to say no. But if you ask Andy Dufresne, he's going to say yes. But you have to have hope, right? Yes. It just you have sounds to have so. Hope or his hope is a belief. Like, has anyone ever, like, has any kid ever stormed out of the room and be like, I don't believe in hope? <laughs> like, somebody be like, I have no hope. Like, fuck that. I have no hope in my heart. Like, I don't hope for shit. I'm sure someone has stormed out of a room saying, I don't believe in hope. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who wrote the trailer. I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive that guy stormed out of the room. Because somebody was just like, You got to have hope, Maddie. I don't believe in hope, ma. Ah! Russell Crowe says that there's no hope. He also has the gift of reincarnation. He's traveling across. That could also be Will Smith's character. Will Smith's in it. In in Wintersdale? Yeah. <sighs> that description didn't make me want to see it. No, it didn't make any sense. I mean, no. I'm saying your, your, your synopsis made more sense to me than that one. Because mine's about love. It's the gift of love. And love is the, is the time machine. And if you believe Colin in love, well the then, I believe in you. You can believe in love. I don't know why believing in hope sounds ridiculous to me. Well, it's a ridiculous statement. And make you believe in hope. This year, the movie that will make you believe in hope. Do you know what I did yesterday when I was cleaning? No. I threw out my uh, uh, laptop charger. <laughs> Out of spite? Just uh, accidentally. I can't yeah. find it, so I'm assuming it was in one of the many trash bags I got rid of. Because you're, you're, you're cleaning your... I'm cleaning. I'm prepping for some furniture situation. They're not here. Well, they have uh, another four and a half hours to get here. Uh, it's it's more, three, I thought you said yeah, it was a four a hour. Hours. It's a four hour window. It's ridiculous. Furniture is a fucking racket. 
I went to Aaron Brothers again yesterday. Remember when I said I'm never going to Aaron Brothers again? You lied. Yeah, I fucking lied. I lied to everybody. <laughs> so I had to get I had to get a spinal tap poster. Now. I had to get a spinal tap poster framed. Yep. And he's like, Oh, it's half off. And I was like, uh, I'm like, all right, can we measure it? Because I was like, I wasn't, I'm not sure of what year. I don't know what year movie posters change size. From 27, 20, there's the 27 by 41 ish, and now they're 27 by 40. Yeah. So every poster I've had that is pre, as far as I can tell, pre 1989, 1989 or before, is that weird size. Gotcha. So everything after 89 is about is 27 by 40. Um, so that's a frame you can just buy off the shelf, a 27 by 40. But this other weird frame takes it from, for instance, these frames cost me $60. Yes. Okay. Hot Fuzz and the World's End. Hot Fuzz and the World's End are framed here. Uh, this thing, with 50% off, it was like $400. $412. It's not 50% off. Because it's an inch bigger. And I was like, I was like, so this frame, the frame is normally 800 He's like, yeah, well, you want the UV protection, the UV plexi, right? And I was like, no, how much is it with glass? He's like, 280. I was like, oh, that's way more reasonable. So it's 500 something, but it was 500 something dollars. Yeah. And he's, I was like, well, I'll get the glass. And then him and the woman are like, well, what are you going to do, you know, if that big earthquake hits? I was like, if the big earthquake hits, I have more things to worry about. Then my spinal tap poster having cracked. Yeah. The glass. And they laughed. And they were like, I guess you're right. And I was like, yeah, I'm right. This is this how you sell this to people? You ask them how the they earthquake? feel about the big earthquake that's going to destroy us Imagine all? Imagine all of your frames. <laughs> what are you going to do? You don't have any water. <laughs> yeah. You, you have no, gonna no water. There's going to be no water. Food. I mean, there's going to be no water even without an earthquake. No shit. We're in a drought. So We're there, in a terrifying drought, Scott. Are you is. terrified by the drought yet? I'm not terrified, but I mean, I think people are sort of under- not paying attention to it, and they should be paying attention to it. Well, it's not like it's getting any fucking not to get any wetter here. No, no, not at all. Do you see the satellite image from last year versus this year? Oh yeah, it's fucked oh, up. It's terrifying. I'm going to drive. I'm driving to San Francisco next week or in two weeks. San Francisco's not raining, right? I'm going up there, but like you know how you drive by whenever you take the five up in San Francisco, yeah, yeah. you get the uh, the. Uh, Congress created Dust Bowl. Yeah, always signs for that on along the farmland. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not looking forward to. It's going to be worse. It's going to be even worse. Yeah. But you know what's really fucked up is Vegas. What about it? Well, there's no fucking rain there either. Like you want to talk about like. Well, there's never really been any rain in Vegas. I know, but there's even less. It's like you want to talk about a place that has a water problem. Well, Vegas gets. Um, Vegas gets a lot of its power from California, and their water, I think, comes from the Colorado River. Am I correct in that? Yeah, but I mean, the, the problem with is that the you know the snow melt this year on this side is just, you know we're there's like there's no snow there's hardly any snow there's hardly any snow melt or rain. But there's so much of it on the East Coast. <laughs> we should just start buying snow. guys. If we just start buying snow, hey, all our listeners, here. just mail us your snow. Mail us your snow. You know what? If you mail us, if you mail us snow, we need to build a snow intact, pipeline. Free T-shirt for you. That's what we are going to build a pipeline, a water pipeline from the Great Lakes of Minnesota. Oh, I love it. I'll go to Minnesota. 
You really want to go to Minnesota? I like Minnesota. I like Minnesota. I like Minnesota. I like Chicago. And I like uh, Canada. All of Canada. I love Canada. Oh, Canada. I'm not going. I'm going to Washington. I like the Northwest. I'm thinking. I'm going north to get in weather that's. I, I want to get in below. There's, a, there's a chance this summer that you and I could could be in Montreal at the same time. It's possible. It'll be like like it'll be. We'll we'll retrace our steps. That's where we met. You'll go to dinner by yourself. That sounds like a winner's tale. You'll go to dinner by yourself. I'll go to dinner by myself. I'll I'll tell you afterwards. Yeah. You'll wonder why I didn't ask you. That's just weird. Scott, I mean, I got it the first time. You didn't really know me, but... uh, I'm like, yeah, but this makes it all, you know, it has to all be recreated. And uh, for everybody wondering if we're going to do a podcast with Q... I'm sure eventually it'll happen. Yes. I know everybody, every time of, everyone lot sees of us together. Though. Yeah. They ask if we're potting. And no, we're not. We're just hanging out. Yeah. Because let's be honest uh, with America right now. Sometimes we just like to be friends and hang out yes. and not have to do a podcast. And when Q comes in, he's, it's like yeah, usually we only have time yeah. for a dinner. So. so we have to choose dinner or podcast. And unfortunately, everybody, we we're choosing. It. Yeah. Unless we maybe choose a Bandcamp podcast for five dollars next time. <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what we'll do? Uh, that's it for Phoebe two hundred twenty nine. Two hundred twenty nine. Phoebe two twenty nine. Uh, still no furniture here at Myra Casa de Myra. No. Well, I got to go buy a pork butt. Scott's going to buy a pork butt, and then he's going to probably. I think he's going to cook it in milk. Not this time. When the fuck are you going to do that? Um, soon. It's too hot, man. Yeah, this is what's driving me crazy. Is like everything you want to eat yeah. in the winter yeah. or when it's like cold, yeah. it's just like none of it sounds appealing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that to, me is like a, that to me is a cool weather dish. Well, it feels like it. Pretty soon, Scott. Maybe it'll be cold enough. and I don't know. But until next time, please go order a t-shirt. Uh, Feeb.merchtable.com. Yep, it helps. Uh, helps Dana out, uh, and it just—I mean, it just really is something that we just sort of did, so you guys can have a T-shirt. And I think it's yeah. cool when I see them out there in the public. Uh, Feeb reads this week. We—I don't think uh, we either of us thought of any. I mean, I can throw out um, two that I read: uh, David and Goliath, the new Malcolm Gladwell that I really liked. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, if you I like his stuff. Yet. It's like if you yeah. like his stuff, it's solid. And then I read, um, uh, I read that Guillermo del Toro. Uh, oh, the diary. Yeah, the, the his notebooks, thing, yeah. the Cabinet of Curiosities, or whatever. That was really enjoyable. And then uh, I'm reading Goldfinch right now by Donna Goldfinch. And then I read, I read uh, Mrs. Peregrine, Pereg, Pere, the Falcon, Peregrine. Peregrine, <clears throat> Mrs. Peregrine's uh, school for peculiar children or house for peculiar oh, children. Oh, before before we go out, so you have a feed read. I'm gonna have a feed watch. This is, All right. I recommend the following television show. It's on TLC. Oh God, it's called Ninety Day Fiance. Oh God, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it. Here's the premise behind this show. I'm gonna tell you the premise, and maybe you're gonna. I'm gonna change your mind right now. The show follows four couples, I think. Might be five couples, uh, whose fiancés all men who have the women coming to America and are here on a they're here on a ninety day fiance visa. Gotcha. 
Okay, so they have 90 days to get married. It's a mail order bride. Or they have to leave the country. Well, no. That's what I thought, too. Some of it they met online. Actually, I only think one or two. I only think one of them met online. But it's more like the rest of them, goes like, to Italy. And there's like a Mormon guy vacation. dating this super, super beautiful, cute little Brazilian girl who I think, I think she's... Here's my breakdown of, their, of everybody's relationships. I think the little Brazilian girl with the Mormon guy, I think they're... I think she's in love with him. I think there's a something. I think there might be something actually there. But she's too pretty. He's too Mormon. He <laughs> she's lives, too pretty. Yeah, he's too he's Mormon. He's too Mormon. And he lives in Los Angeles, fiance. and she's in Los Angeles now. First night in the house, the Mormon guy had to have his buddy come over and sleep on the on the floor while he slept on the couch to make sure he didn't go, and the temptation wasn't like too a great, sh- so that he would go have sex with her. Because as a Mormon, you're obviously you're supposed to wait till marriage. Yeah. So he had to have a he had to have a buddy come like a like, and then a, he like had a to human send, condom yeah like and then he had human... to send and then he had to send his fiance to his parents' house in Venice so she's in Venice like confused and alone and like she misses her family she's only twenty so she had no idea she's twenty something she had no idea that he could no she knew she was into the idea of waiting for marriage too but it's a really fascinating sort of thing and then like she goes out and then like I uh, it's on Sunday nights at like nine or something like that. There's another there's another guy, this poor guy in Ohio with this Russian girl who I think the Russian girl's just there to get into the country. I don't see any semblance of love. She doesn't even wanna they haven't slept together yet. Yeah. And she's been like it's like been she's been in the country for ten days. Like they haven't even like it's it's crazy. Then there is a uh then there's a guy who I from Oklahoma who who appeared to me to be very gay. Gotcha. But then You're not saying he is. No, no, no. But then he's got this super hot, uh, I think she's Chilean, uh, who just seems like this like super fun-loving girl that comes in. But he lives, he's, he works in oil rigs all the time. And, uh, but he, so he lives most of the time because he's never home in one place for that long. He lives with his parents. Uh, so when she comes to stay with him, they have to sleep in separate bedrooms because her parents are very traditional. His parents are very traditional. And then you see in the background of one shot, his like Eagle Scout plaque is up there. Like it's just it's bonkers. It's I and love how it. do they meet them? But like how does he? How does he what? How do they meet? Was they he in met Chile? when he was in Chile doing some oil work. Oh okay, yeah. They met when he was in Chile. The guy, the rent a fucking apartment. The guy that was in Brazil. That well, this next week they're trying to find an apartment. Uh, but they've had sex. Uh, the guy, the Mormon guy with the Brazilian, he was over in Brazil on a mission. Yeah, he was doing his missionary work. Uh, that's how they met. The guy with the Russian girl, I think they just met in Russia, and then she realized he was American, and then now she wants to get married to him because she wants to get into the country. Yeah. Because right before they met, she She's gonna tried have... and failed to get a work visa for America. She's going to have to consummate the marriage. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have to. I think technically, if she doesn't consummate well, it's the marriage, them, like plan, try and plan the marriage. Where if it's they like, don't consummate, then if he got divorced from her, then yeah. I mean, if they don't consummate, yeah. then I believe the marriage could be null and void, yeah. and then yeah. she gets shit back. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I feel bad for that guy, but it's a really, it's a fascinating thing. And I, and I, if anyone has on demand, I, I would say watch the first two episodes. I, I, it's actually pretty interesting. I've been entertained enough by you telling me. Well, I'll tell I you about it next it. week too. Yeah. It's going to be great, Scott. Uh, that does it for Phoebe, everybody. Uh, do the opposite of what I did at the strip club and 
Make it rain. <laughs> this has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.